Well, hello, and welcome back to Oh Deary, Deary Me. I'm your host, Caroline Deary, and our guest today is highly requested and long-awaited. She's an American actress known for her roles in The Giant, Boy Erased. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And a tiny little <laughs> show called um, Uder, Uder, Uder Bunks. Outer Spanx. Oh, I think it's pronounced Outer Banks. You might have Outer heard Banks. it. <laughs> Her other skills include houseplant care, skincare, home design, long distance driving, and keeping it real. I love I'm that. trying to be professional. <laughs> Let's see. Top five adjectives would be mm-hmm. loyal, compassionate, goofy, humble, and gorgeous. Give it up for my best friend, Maddie, aka Madeline Klein. I'm flattered. That was such a nice introduction. Woo! Is that there wasn't one? There wasn't one negative thing in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I had them edit it out. <laughs> is that how they normally do it? I don't know. I feel, I think this is a no. This is not the first pod. I've I've been on one other podcast, but they didn't give me as nice of an introduction. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was. It was still a nice introduction, but that one was sublime. Well, it's easy when, you know, you're friends. True. (laughs) True. That helps. Thanks, Kayla. Yeah. yeah. Today, everyone, we're going to talk about how to be a friend. You know, let's get into it. (laughs) First, I'm going (laughs) to ask you the questions that um, I ask everyone on the podcast. What's your zodiac sign? I am a Sagittarius. My birthday is December 21st. Ooh, so if you believe in cusps, which is hotly debated, I am Sagittarius, almost Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. qualities do you feel like you embody from those signs? To be honest with you, I don't really know a lot about <laughs> Zodiac. <laughs> um, I really don't. I feel like I feel like I know a lot about Scorpios. Um, because of the bad rap, mm-hmm. um, I feel like, but some of my favorite people are Scorpios, which is crazy. Um, yeah. I get, I get along well with them. Um, also some of my favorite people are Virgos. Hey, mm. um, you and Chase are Virgos and oh. isn't that? Yeah. And there's something, there's something to be said about that. Yeah. I feel like I know a lot about Virgos. I feel like I know a lot about Gemini. Just because I feel like not maybe it's Pisces. My point proven. I don't really know anything about it. Yeah. I have um signs get overlooked, which is why I always ask the question because I'm trying to figure out how to further assess people. Um sure. but I feel like what I've heard from Sagittarius is that they can be very like um they don't really care about people's opinions of them or how they're perceived by people they Mm. just kind of do their own thing and like live life to the fullest I feel like that I mean I feel like that's pretty accurate I mean it's obviously never nice to to hear anything negatively you know Mm -hmm. said or spewed about you um yeah but I feel like I'm pretty kind of just do my own thing um Mm -hmm. I'm not really too concerned about, you know, the opinions of others, but I do, you know, I do appreciate 
any sort of positive energy in my life. And I try to reflect that back and project that out. Yeah. Um, as much as definitely do. Thanks. Thank you so much. Um, sometimes, welcome. sometimes I accidentally, like I almost call you scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks scooter. Um, for those who don't know, well, I think there's probably only three people in this world who know what that is referenced to, but, um, mm-hmm. for Caroline and I, so the very first time we actually hung out, hung out, we like got into this whole entire bit about, um, me and Scooter, this, this mm-hmm. character that Caroline was, and I was Caroline's girlfriend and mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. You had to be there. You had to be there. But sometimes it's a good video. <laughs> it's a good video, and it's somewhere, but it's not on my phone. <laughs> Somebody I'm has get my it. hands on it, and I'm gonna post it on the Oh Deary Deary Me podcast page. Oh my god! On the story. What? A, that's crazy. Isn't it crazy that that was? Is that almost four years ago? Yeah, it was. A, uh, I don't know. It was a long time ago. If we can get it approved. Yes, we have to get it approved first. We have to rewatch it because who knows? Who knows what happened? We were so weird, but we had wigs and we were living our best lives. We really were. What is your mantra as of late? I feel like I've I've really been into you know speaking and you know manifesting things into existence as of late. Um, Like I've really just been you know I. I have, you know, I suffer from, as I mean, I feel like a lot of people do, like, you know, imposter syndrome. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, with my anxiety, I just feel like everything feels out of control. And so sometimes when I do take a, a breath and a minute to myself and I have to, like, calm my thoughts in my head and center myself, you know, I've speaking and, and thinking and imagining things into existence like peace um you know we're, we're currently filming season two and you know obviously I'm even more nervous now um than I was last year before it came out because you know I just want it feels like now there's eyes on it and so I'm I want I want people to receive it well and I want people to love it just as much as they did the first time um and so I've just been doing my best to calm my thoughts and my anxiety with, you know, centering myself and, and speaking things into existence. So, you know, just, I don't, I think, you know, I don't know, just speak it into existence, you know, speak that peace girl, speak, speak it. that peace. Yeah. And then what's something that made you laugh recently? <laughs> um, on f- Thursday, Thursday was our last official day wrapping in, in Charleston or shooting in Charleston. We're, we're done shooting here. And, um, and (laughs) apparently now it's a tradition for like one of my favorite, favorite people on set. His name is Johnny Bayman and he is a Charleston native as well. He wears a hot dog suit and on special occasions and we call him Johnny hot dog. And everybody calls him Johnny Hot Dog. And shout out to Johnny Hot Dog. And he, <laughs> he, um, oh God. So there's this, this staple little restaurant that sells hot dogs called Johnny's. And it's his family that owns it. So he is like, he is Johnny Hot Dog. 
um oh and gosh. we we called rap 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 it was a it was a it was a rap it was a on charleston and he came running into the middle of everyone with a hot dog suit i don't know where he got it i didn't know he even had it anymore um and he was he was yelling um ask me about my wiener um if you know you know but anyways it was it was a great time it was one of those situational things you had to be there but um that was that was a good night everybody it was a party at um it was a party at base camp after we wrapped and it was the vibes were were absolutely immaculate it um it was a good time yeah i'm going to manifest johnny hot dog uh listening to this podcast shout out to johnny hot dog you sound amazing i know He's, um, I feel like you guys would, I feel like you guys have the same sense of humor and I feel like you guys would be, would be great friends. Besties. <laughs> oh, that leads up. Uh, what a perfect segue, Maddie. What a great Because segue. that leads us into, <laughs> um, you know, the very topic we're here to discuss, which is how to have a friend. Oh, good. I need to know. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> Just kidding. Um... <laughs> No, so like this quote that my sister told me growing up, because when I was little, I was so temperamental, Mm -hmm. and my sister (laughs) always had. I've seen videos. (laughs) Yeah, my sister always had all the friends. She had this huge social life, Mm -hmm. and I could never get someone to like me more than they liked my sister, (laughs) and my. Both of my sisters would preach to me. They they would always say, to have a friend, you have to be, be a, friend. a friend. Yeah. And that kind of, like, changed the way I viewed friendships mm. because, like, I realized the role that I had to take was an active one. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, – I feel like – I – so, backstory. I'm just going to go around my ass to get to my elbow – So, um, (laughs) so I, so when I moved to LA, I moved out cold, as you know, um, Mm -hmm. I didn't really know anyone. I knew Abby and, um, and I knew I started, she started introducing me to people there because she had a community from Orlando that had moved to LA. And so for a while, you know, growing up, I had a, I had a pretty good group of friends, um, but I never, like, I never felt like I had, I don't know. I never felt like I had the level of friendships that I have now. Um, mm-hmm. and so when I moved to LA, you know, I, I just felt, I definitely felt like a fish out of water. I felt, um, I felt very alone mm-hmm. and, um, I didn't really, you know, know what to do about it. So, you know, rewind almost four years ago, you know, you could catch me on Bumble Friends. Um, (laughs) It's so sad, but like, I just wanted community. Like I was craving community. That's such a human thing. Um, Yeah. It's craving. And there's no shame in being on like an app for friends. No. That can really work. I don't think, yeah, I think, I don't really think there's any shame in that at all. I mean, um, you know, it was kind of a radical idea for me at the time. Um, but I, yeah, you know, definitely knew back for then. sure. Um, but that was, you know, I, I just really wanted to be around like-minded people. You know, I had been to college 
for a whopping six weeks. And I, you know, there are people that I like got along with there, but no one that I ever really super clicked with. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wasn't really into sororities um, or Greek life and like nothing against sororities or anything. I just, I just didn't think it was personally for me. And, you know, I was really trying to save my money. And so I, you know, I felt like, the one thing I will say about Greek life is that it introduces you to, to a community, which I think is just, it's a basic human want and need for connection. Um, and it yeah. fills that. And I didn't really have that. And so, you know, when I started meeting people in LA, like you, Caroline and, and Taylor and Bryce, I love Bryce. I miss Bryce so much. Um, and mm-hmm. Abby and, you know, that whole community that we, we had in LA, or still have, it was, it was kind of this real eye opener and especially an eye opener to like, um, like mature friendships. And yeah. I mean that as in like, we're all going in our, our own directions. We're all doing our own things respectively, but we can still all come back together and, and be, and be what we need for each other. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, because making friendships as an adult is like a whole nother It's a whole different thing. Field. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's... Then, you know, when you're in college, it's all set up for you. Sure. You guys are all doing the same thing. Right. You all have similar schedules. And when you're kind of in the real world, per se, it's mm-hmm. like, how do we meet up? How do we align? For sure. And that's, that's the thing is like, you know, growing up, you know, you kind of have your social circle built in for you, you know, you're going to school. um, And then, you know, you go to college. And again, you, you know, you are in whatever, you know, when you declare a major or like you're a freshman, or say you do decide to go into Greek life, whatever, you have those communities kind of built in for you with the people um, who have like interests. And so, you know, once you're kind of especially when you uproot your entire life to somewhere that you've actually (laughs) never been across the country. Um, It's, it's challenging because it's, it's kind of like, you know, shit, where do I start? You know, like where, oh, that's loud. Um, It's kind of like, shit, where do I start? You know, what, how do I find people who think the same, not, well, maybe not even the same because that's boring. Um, and that brings me to another topic, but where do I find people who are, you know, who have similar interests, who care about the same things as I do. Um, and then yeah. like on top of that, the really beautiful thing is I found people who had similar interests, but also people who like, who taught me so much. Um, yeah. Like I, you know, I, I grew up in the South and, you know, I, I adore Charleston. I do. And I adore, you know, what it's brought to my life. Um, but there were things that I learned living in LA with people from all different walks of life. There are things that I, they taught me that are priceless and that I wouldn't have yeah. learned had I not been, had I not completely just like transplanted open. Yeah. I think we got really lucky that we had you know, Abby to introduce us because, you know, I feel like there's such a thing as friend hoarders yeah, who don't want to like connect people, but to have, you know, someone that is 
so open and like loves to connect people was super helpful for us. For sure. Yeah. I think like Abby, I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes, you know, you have people who come into your life and I definitely think Abby, you know, we met at a very, um, we met at a very pivotal time for both of us. And I think that we met for a reason because now I have friendships in places that I, you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to make myself. Um, like I don't, yeah. we wouldn't have met and I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful for, um, I'm so grateful for Bryce and Taylor and Serena <clears throat> and, and all, the, all the girls. I love it. And I it just, it's one of those things. It's, it's such a, it's such something that's so easily taken for granted, but that's mm-hmm. so important. Um, and yeah. I'm so grateful for, for the things that you all have taught me and mm-hmm. going back to how to be a friend, you know, I'm, I'm not the poster child for communication, but I think communication <laughs> is a really important aspect to it. It gets, well, it's the most important aspect, I think, to a lot of things. Well, it's so funny because like, I remember when we were just starting out as friends, young little girls in LA and like, you were so quiet <laughs> and the first time you like opened up to me was saying like, yeah, I never know if anyone wants to hang out. Cause I always feel like if I talk too much, I'm a burden. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I, I like, think that's all, I think that's also like, I'm an only child. And so, you know, and my family, I love my family, um, but we're, we're very quiet. And, um, it's a, I have a small family, um, even, you know, Christmas gatherings with extended family is about like six, seven people. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's pretty quiet, you know, we're, it's, um, there's not, there's not usually a whole lot of drama, you know? And so, and I never, you know, my, my cousin that I see the most, she's, um, she's about five years older than I am. And so we were, you know, when we were younger, you know, we, when we all gathered for, you know, family things or holidays, we would play and everything, but, you know, it was just that just enough of an age gap to where, you know, mm-hmm. she couldn't really relate to me and I couldn't really relate to her. Um, and now that we're getting older, it's different. And that's really nice um, because we're both adults and we're both, you know, doing things, doing our own things respectively. Um, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it was, I, um, I feel like, and I was also, I, I was also homeschooled for a bit. And so I always felt, you know, socially awkward and I still do to, uh, to a point, you know, and I'm, I'm still kind of growing into my own skin. And, um, but I grew up not really wanting to draw attention to myself um, because I just didn't, it made me a little uncomfortable. And, um, and so I always, you know, with people, I, I looked for, because I was around adults a lot growing up, um, I, mm-hmm. I would always look for approval. Um, and I would search for approval from, from the people around me because I saw them as adult figures, not peers. So, you yeah. know, learning how to be a friend and learning, learning how to be, learning how to be a good friend to people my age was kind of a bit of a learning curve. And, you know, I think that's just product yeah. of, you know, the way I was brought up and that, and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but I was just yeah. always around people who were a little older than I was. 
I thought it was really interesting that you opened up in that way because it was like, oh my God, I feel the same way. Yeah. Like I'm scared of making new friends because I don't want to seem like I'm too much, you know? So yeah, I feel like a, a big step for like making a new friend is just being vulnerable and real and being like, totally. yeah. And that was, I, uh, this is where I'm at. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, that conversation. Cause I remember, I remember having that conversation with you. I was so nervous. <laughs> like I was so nervous to bring that up because I didn't know, like, and I hadn't, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like, as you're growing up, you know, and I feel like when, when I was, when I was younger, you know, mental health struggles and, and being open about, you know, where your mental is at and, you know, body image, like that wasn't, we weren't as open about that when I was growing up on social media as we are now. And so, right. Like it definitely wasn't as normalized. And so I didn't really know, I didn't really know how to bring it up or how to talk about it. Yeah. And so I, you know, I was so nervous to bring it up to you. And then, you know, it's one of those things where, again, going back to communication, the first step is just communicating about it because I mm -hmm. learned through having that conversation with you and, and, you know, other people that I, I met and started to become close with that if you just open up about it, it's actually crazy how people are going through the same things or, you mm -hmm. know, they can relate in some way. And then you can find that common ground and it brings you closer. But the first step is being vulnerable and communicating. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. You got to put yourself out there to meet new people, whether that's like on social media, Ew. you can friendly slide into a DM. Totally. That's it. Yeah. Or like, and I and take a class, take a class, like do something. And that's, it is such a, it's so crazy because it's one of those things like put like co going outside of your comfort zone is, mm. is so scary. And so I understand the fear behind it. Cause I've done, I, I mean, I've, you know, I, I, Taylor and I went and took um, a dance class together and I mean, by no means a dancer, but you know, the people there are so uplifting um, like the, it's, it's so much fun. Like the energy is, is so high. And if you're putting, if you're putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and putting your all into it, people are cheering for you. And it's one mm -hmm. of the most exhilarating things ever. And it's such a fun environment and it's, you, you get to meet people or like going to a meditation class or going to a yoga Ooh, class yeah. and like getting there early and, you know, talking to the person next to you. It's just one of those things where you never know where you're going to make those connections, but you can't make those connections unless you put yourself out there. And, yeah. you know, I remember the first time we hung out, I think it, the first time we hung out solo, you know, I was so nervous because we hadn't really done that before without anybody else. And it's, it's kind of like going on a friend date, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's so nerve wracking. Like you ask your friend out on a date and you're like, Hey, I want to go get coffee. And you don't really know what's going on, but you know, you're just, you're a little nervous. So you're super chatty. And then before you know it, like you're, you know, you're covering a lot of ground and you're like, you're learning about someone and you're realizing, Oh shit. Like I really love this person and I love their energy mm -hmm. and I love what they bring to the world. Um, and I, I want to, yeah. I want to, you know, I want to be on that same level. Find out what your friend's love language is or something like that. Like find out no, be creepy. No, be but, creepy. <laughs> like, 
that's my advice be creepy <laughs> um but like for Maddie and myself we both have quality time as one of our top love languages yes. so you know that's super easy for us to just hang out but I remember the first time or like one of the earlier times we hung out um something happened really tragic in my family a family member died and you know, Maddie was like, do you want to go get coffee? And I'll just be here for you. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, dude. What? Yeah, I I remember, um, I remember that, you know, that happened and it was so tragic. And it's, it's one of those things where it's happened to me where, you know, someone has checked in on me when I didn't necessarily think that they would or you know, they didn't need to necessarily just based on how close we were. And so it's a bit of, it was kind of surprising, but it's one of those things where it's so surprising in the best way possible. Um, yeah. And it really does something for you. And it yeah. really says a lot about character, like yeah. checking in on people. It meant the world to me yeah. that you just were like, let's hang out. Like it, it, it's not like you had to like, do anything else but just be like I want to hang out and spend time with you yeah just in the midst of all this just being present I think that's another thing is just being like really intentional um and and just making sure that you know you know a text and this is something that I need to like I I need to take my own advice on sometimes just checking in sending a text it means it takes Mm -hmm. such little time and you know it it means a lot to some people and well, that's another thing that, you know, changed when I heard to have a friend, you have to be a friend was sure. like, don't wait for your friend to text you. Don't wait for the call. You make the call. Yeah. And you ask them to hang out and you like make the moves. And then once you see like the effort being matched and you see like this is a positive energy exchange, <laughs> you know, always go with that. Yeah, for sure. If you start going at the rate you want to go, meaning like you are chasing after what you need and want in life, the right people will see that and they will catch up to that and they will match that. And I think it's the same Mm -hmm. vice versa as well. Like when you meet people who you admire and you, you care about and you love and you love what they do and you love their energy, you match that. And it's that whole thing of like, you are who you are around and being mindful of being mindful of what you're projecting and being mindful of the people that you surround yourself with is really important. Yeah. My mom always says water seeks its own level. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you, what are you saying? All her little, (laughs) all her little quotes. Right. It's one of those momisms. What? Like she's always like six to one, half dozen the other. Oh my god! What does this mean? Six one way, half a dozen the other. Yes. Yeah, but but water seeking its own level just means like wherever you are, you're gonna find people that are on that same level and match up, and like the people around you, really, really do be like it. Really, (laughs) it really do. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Okay. So. How do you help a friend through something that might be toxic or something that you disagree with them on? That's an interesting question. Um, 
And from my experience, I am not an expert. I am not a therapist. But from my experience, the way that I help someone through something toxic or something that I don't agree with, you know, if it's someone... Um, I think first of all, depends on, you know, assessing how, how open the dialogue you have with that person is. Um, yeah. And, you know, respecting what boundaries are there. And then I think as well, you know, at some point, if it's so toxic or if it's, you know, if it's so toxic that it's, you know, kind of seeping into your friendship or your relationship with them at some point, I think it is healthy to be someone who is like, I know you're not asking for my opinion right now, but as a friend Mm -hmm. who cares about you, I need to give you my two cents as an objective party to the situation and be blunt, just be honest. And after, after you give that person your two cents, after you talk about it with them, whatever they will do with that information is none of my business. Um, Obviously I would hope that, you know, as someone who, who's, you know, giving this, giving my opinion as, you know, from a, from a caring place, you know, I, I would hope that they would see that and, you know, and try to make improvements. Um, and again, like whenever, whenever I do give advice on things like that, it's not coming from a selfish place. It's coming from a place of, Hey, like I've seen you at your happiest and I know how you've been there. And I just don't mm-hmm. see that this, ref- this situation is supporting you at all. Um, and it, it has nothing to do with me. And I try my best to come at it from that kind of objective standpoint. But, you know, mm-hmm. once I've given my two cents, it feels redundant and it feels selfish of me to continue to beat that dead horse. Um, Yeah. I mean, I feel like you did it quite beautifully when I was in a very toxic relationship. Um, You were like one of the only people that I felt safe to confide in. Sure. Yeah. I think like, that's another thing too, is like, if you're, if you're, you know, dealing with a a friend who's in a toxic situation. I never want, I also never want to be the person who, you know, because I've been in a toxic relationship. I've been in in a couple toxic relationships and Mm -hmm. it feels, you know, you immediately get defensive. Yeah. Because you yourself, you already know. Yeah. You already know. And so, you know, like I would literally call Maddie being like, I'm Bobo the clown. And the thing is, is like I Halloween costume on. I have been there with you too, and like, and I know, I know what it feels like, and it's kind of, it's one of those things where I do my best to try and approach it. Like, first, I try to put myself in their shoes, whoever it is, and how they're feeling. Um, and second, then I try to approach it in the, the the most honest, but also the kindest way possible. Because I know that at some point when you're in a toxic situation, you're only, your ears are only going to be open to an extent because yeah. you're going to get defensive. And, you know, that's when the walls go up. And so yeah. I do my best to try and approach it from a, an empathetic standpoint. Um, but it's yeah. also one of those because things. Sorry. No, you go, you go it's ahead. Just, it's also one of those things where, like, at some point, if you've, 
if you've been so incredibly empathetic with someone for so long and you know, nothing's changing and it's starting to, it's starting to, um, hinder your relationship with them. And it's starting, the toxicity is starting to bleed into your life. That's when, that's when boundaries come in. And right. that's when you have to kind of, you know, protect yourself. Um, and, and right. Think of yourself. If they're around someone who's, if they're bringing around someone whose energy is negative or even right. dangerous, it's like, I've said my piece, I've tried, totally maybe healthy boundaries can be set up but like the best advice you know I have for if you as the listener have a friend who's in something that you disagree with or like there's just something off um build up their self-esteem as much as you can and like preach on the qualities Mm -hmm. that you love and the and the potential that you see Mm -hmm. and like Maddie was saying like the um the love and happiness that they deserve. Right. Yeah. And it's one of those things too, where like, you know, if you're at a point with someone who you've given advice to and, and, you know, nothing's changing and, you know, I've been in a place where, you know, I've given advice and nothing changes and, you know, it it hurts me to see, you know, the situation continue um, down like a toxic Mm -hmm. rabbit hole. It's one of those things where at some point, you know, you have to also take a leaf from your own book because it's, it's funny, like, if you're giving someone advice on a toxic situation, sometimes the best thing you can do for yourself is listen to your own words. Um, mm-hmm. And learn that, you know, sometimes separation or boundaries are the best thing that you can possibly give yourself. Um, yeah. And, you know, boundaries is something that I've, you know, I struggle with, because, I want to, you know, I don't, I don't like setting boundaries. Um, It's not a fun thing for me. And sometimes, you know, having or feeling like a friendship is, I don't know, it's feeling like you're putting boundaries on a friendship that once felt like you didn't have any boundaries feels, it just, it it sucks. Like, it's not fun. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, you know. Boundaries are actually like, it's it sounds weird, but it's actually a way of saying like I love you For and sure. I love this friendship enough that I'm gonna keep it healthy. That way, I don't just like cut you off. Totally, yeah. It's it's actually so healthy, and it's something that doesn't necessarily feel like it's like it's like real talk. Sometimes you know it doesn't always necessarily feel nice, but it's the best thing you can possibly do for yourself and someone else. And if you, you know, I've had, I've had people that I was friends with in the past that, you know, we disagreed on something and I set boundaries and, you know, we had a, a falling out and, you know, they've come back and, you know, they've been like, Hey, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but I appreciate that you were, you were straight up with me. And mm. it's, it's just one of those things, like in hindsight, you realize and I'm speaking from personal experience in hindsight, you realize that the people around you were right. But my thing is, and the reason I never like to harp on anyone for their decisions, whether they be toxic or healthy is because the only person who can make decisions for yourself is you. And Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't force someone to make a healthy decision for themselves if they just can't see the forest for the trees. And so, and I never, I never want to like, 
I never want to force someone to see things the way I'm seeing them because that's not accurate to their experience. And the mo the healthiest way to approach it is if they're experiencing it for themselves and they're making that decision for themselves because that's when real change happens. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so we're about to wrap up, but I guess my... No! You know... <laughs> Sorry. Let's keep talking. <laughs> Maybe um, you, you can uh, come on the podcast again sometime. Yes, please. But to wrap it up, um, you know, maintaining friendships, especially in the adult world, I would say grace mm. is major key alert. Grace. Yeah, for sure. Grace, because you're going to need it when your life gets busy and, you know, it's hard to maintain friendships and they're going to need yes. it. So always have like a low pressure kind of vibe. Y'all, Caroline has so much grace with me because I will go MIA because I am scatterbrained as hell. No, I think you're way harder on yourself <laughs> than you, I than just, you realize. I get so, I'm such a one track mind kind of person and I will, I'll just go and, and flit off and do something and realize that I, I haven't talked to people in a few days. Um, which, mm -hmm. but, but I think you actually keep in touch like more than you probably realize because also season one while you were filming, I would call up Maddie all the time and she would always answer and I'd be like crying about some <laughs> Bobo the Clown again. And then I remember watching season one with Maddie and being like, hold on a second. <laughs> she was doing like crazy stuff on this freaking boat in the cold weather crying her eyes out serving acting realness <laughs> while still managing to like take my calls I love you yeah. I love you I, I, love you um, <laughs> I, I adore you and I would do I I would do nothing less um, yeah and, no you're great and I think you know one last thing in in mature friendships y'all the people that you can go days or weeks without talking to and still come back together mm -hmm. and be able to catch up like nothing has ever, like no time has passed. Mm -hmm. Those are the people you keep in your life. The people that yeah. uplift you. And, and just, you know, people that support you in the same way you support them mm -hmm. and you know all the goods all stuff. the goods all the goods <laughs> maddie thank you so much for being a friend i adore you and chatting with me i adore you too this is so i fun. know this was fun i want to do it again we shall I, we, we shall, shall we shall <laughs> maybe next time um we do a podcast we could be in person and have like legit mics i would love that really i cool. i really want that um i think about that a lot <laughs> And we could wear blazers. <laughs> we could wear blazers. And with turtlenecks. <laughs> oh, God, and some chains. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and channeling okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I love... <laughs> I love that. I know. Okay, well, Maddie, I love you. And I love you guys for listening. This has been an amazing episode. And love, oh, dearie, dearie. Love y'all. Love you, Carolyn. Love you. Bye. bye.